0: Podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. We're on gentleness, and today we're going to the Psalms. Psalms chapter 18, verse 35. The New American Standard Bible reads You have also given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand upholds me, and your gentleness makes me great. If you have um, a Bible that has a commentary or an introduction of the chapters that you're getting ready to read, you will discover that this chapter, chapter 18, was um, written by David and then was sent to the choir director to be sung. Little factoid here, Assof, and I may be pronouncing his name, incorrectly but it's a s a p h asaf was the very first choir director in the bible if you do your research on him you'll learn um, that he comes from a line of musicians and so throughout the psalms you will find his name written and um, him being able to do the composition for the scripture that david has um, written down isn't that neat Anyhow, I digress, (laughs) but you'll also find in the little commentary portion in your Bible that um, David has written this after the Lord had delivered him from Saul and his enemies. So it's a celebratory psalm versus, you know, some of of David's psalms are like, okay, Lord, how long is this gonna be? (laughs) This one is not that. (laughs) This helps us understand the language in today's verse. David begins the stanza, because it's supposed to be a song, with um, identifying where his salvation is from, from God, right? And he uses the imagery that a soldier would use because he equates salvation with the shield. Now, if we slip on over to the New Testament, remember Paul uses the imagery of a shield for faith. Both images are to point us to God as our protector, as our strength, a shield. Does a shield not protect us from the enemy? Speaking in a practical sense, right? You hold it it's we use it to hold as a barrier, you know, to 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 put a barrier between us and whatever is being thrown to harm us. It will hit that barrier, that shield, right, and bounce off. David is suggesting his protection from God is like a shield. God shielded him from being destroyed by his enemies. Does God not do that for us today? I can't hear you. Yes, he does. God, through his son, our savior, upon our acceptance of him, forms a shield around us. The blood of Jesus covers us and protects us from eternal death, which is separation from God. We are shielded from the enemy. Remember now he has to ask God for permission to sift us like wheat. We're just not out in the open and the enemy can do to us whatever he wants he now has to ask permission we are shielded from him the first is of God's strength as David identified as his the well the second verse I should say the second sentence in the in the stanza is David identifying as his hand upholds him have you ever fallen down When someone normally comes in and you needed assistance, you fall down. And usually someone comes, they normally will extend their hand to you. And you normally are reaching your hand up, right? And then their hand grabs you and pulls you to safety. And then once you're steady on your feet, they let go. However, when God extends his hands to us, he grabs us and brings us up but he doesn't let go he's still there holding us that's the upholding because it's continual and then the last sentence i will say or verse in the stanza is, god's gentleness makes us great isn't that an interesting suggestion our god by his being gentle we become great doesn't sound right but let's read it in the new life version that same verse it says you have also given me the covering that saves me and so we discussed that you know the shield the protection your right hand holds me up holds me up not pulls me up so it's still there we discussed that and then it says and your care has made me his care of us makes us great. The way he cares for us, his gentle whisper, his gentle touch or nudge that helps us to become who he has destined us to be, which is great. It isn't through his power as we saw demonstrated in episode 146, you know, that could consume us or harm us. No, it's in the way he lovingly caresses us and whispers words of correction and woos us into a deeper relationship with him. As we are deepening our relationship with him, we take on more and more of his character, the image of our Savior, don't we? Our deepening relationship with God, learning more about him and learning more of who we are in him That's what makes us great. (laughs) Not great in the, you know, the sense of strength and power as the world defines, but great in our understanding of who we serve. Our greatness is a reflection of the one we serve. Now, David, you know, probably uses the term great after coming out of battle and, you know. God delivering him from his enemies, because after this, David was made king. But does not the word of God tell us that we are co-heirs with Jesus? Hallelujah. So, yeah, we're great. This is a great lesson to me on how we are to cultivate deep relationships with others or deeper relationships with others by being gentle to be intentional with our words when offering correction to be mindful of the other person's feelings and to try and to gain a perspective of where they are you don't give a first grader a nuclear science book right at least not right up the bat. there's a way that you're supposed to grow people and develop them God has shown it done that it can be done through a a gentle touch and sincere concern for for the other person. As a caregiver, your touch must be gentle. Your words must be kind. As my mother progressed in her disease, she went from being able to take a bath on her own to needing some assistance, right? I had bought this Neptune chair, um, and it's a chair it's hard to, but you sit it in the bathtub because my mother loved baths versus showers. You'd sit it in the bathtub it had suction feet and if I can give you the visual, there's a chair, but it has sides that fold, and so once you put it in the bathtub, the sides fold down to where you can sit on the chair on the edge of the tub. so my mother would sit on that edge of the tub and then she could um slide a little further up and then swing her legs over and she would be seated straight up in the chair which is in the tub which has been full of bath water and there's a device um, it was a battery operated device that could get wet and you just press the arrow down and it would lower her into the water it was ingenious she loved it and i did too because i wanted her to have what she was comfortable with which were baths but i didn't want her falling in the tub in order to get one done And so she could take a bath herself. I would sometimes just supervise to make sure that she was getting on the chair correctly. But as I stated, as the disease progressed, I'd have to do a little bit more. But as I would bathe her, my touch was gentle. And we'd be chit-chatting and doing whatever. And whatever, I'd allow her to bathe herself with what she could do first. And then after that, I would like get her back in other areas. But then after a while, I, I just basically did everything. But once she became bedridden, Then I'd have to, I had to figure out how to give her a bath without not soaking the entire bed and the sheets to go with it, which took me about three times to get my rhythm down. But when it would come for bath time for her when she was bedridden, I put music on, I'd ensure that the water was nice and warm and the washcloth was soft and I'd gently bathe her and I'd talk to her or I'd sing to her with whatever was going on. I knew that my touch to her was comforting, it was familiar, it wasn't harsh, I wasn't scrubbing her or anything like that. When I would bring her into the den to soak her feet and hands and comb her hair, I would give her a new hairstyle every Saturday. I got good at doing different braids. It was all done with a gentle touch. I would kiss her on her cheek and whisper that I loved her. All this was me showing gentleness to my mother. And even on her deathbed, when I whispered to her that it was okay to leave, it was a whisper. And it was a whisper of love. Being gentle is a sign, to me, of complete devotion to the person whom you're being gentle with. It shows how much you care about them. And God demonstrates just how much he cares about us by how gentle he is with us with you so therefore you are to be gentle with your loved one because you care about them it doesn't matter whether they can see you whether they can hear you or whether you think they can feel you or not you do it anyway you be gentle and whisper words of love in their ear and stroke their hand kiss their hand if you need to But you do it anyway. Hearts and minds clear. Let's go before the throne. Gentle Savior. Holy God. Thank you so much for this study. For instructing us how to become more and more like you. For being our ultimate example. how to be gentle for you withhold your anger from, from us you withhold your wrath your power your strength and you do it because you love us and so you engage us with gentleness thank you for doing that for us help us to now do it for others help us to Realize that there's no need for us to be in fear because we are protected by your salvation, that you are holding on to us, that we don't have to worry about falling or failing, that this season of caregiving, we've got this because you've got us. Help us to walk in that authority of you, knowing that because you've placed this responsibility on us, then that means that you've given us the ability to do it, that you won't leave us, but you'll be right here. And then as you continue to minister to us each and every day, speaking gentle words of what to do, how to take care, what what doctors to use, what salve to use, that your greatness is shown in us. And although we may be co-heirs with Jesus, help us to always be humble before you, our mighty God. We love you and we praise you. Thank you for being good to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus.